from Pullman, Washington. This is the ComJur 350 News Podcast. In Pullman, I'm Logan Plant. Athletic events touch upon the lives of many in eastern Washington. Today, we'll have an update on American figure skaters competing in Spokane on the road to February's Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. From there, we'll move down I-195 to Pullman, where we'll hear how budget cuts affect both athletics and academics, respectively. Finally, we'll hear how the story of WSU football coach Mike Leach's near departure to Tennessee unfolded. The 2018 U.S. figure skating Pacific Coast sectionals took place in Spokane, with athletes taking the ice in hopes of a trip to the Olympics in their future. Bradley Warren has the story. The road to Pyeongchang goes through Spokane. The Olympics will start February 9th in Pyeongchang, South Korea, and the athletes are already preparing. Jolie King, sectionals co-chair, says Olympic hopefuls made one of their preparation stops in Spokane. This is the second step on the road to the Olympics. All the kids first started at regionals. The top four from each of the regions are here at sectionals. The Spokane stop was to narrow down the potential Olympic participants. The top four that qualify from here will go on to nationals, which is where the Olympic team is going to be selected. Sean Rabbit, a Team USA figure skater, says preparation for the Olympics is not easy. We've been neck and neck. We've been each other so if everyone shows up at their best it's going to be really interesting. TJ Nyman and Sarah Fong, Team USA pair skaters, successfully executed their first throw triple loop in competition, a program requirement for pair skaters. All training this week we haven't been doing it. We've been like landing it and then falling and this is the first time we've ever done it in the program. In Spokane, I'm Bradley Warren. Bradley Warren is here to talk with us about his story. Welcome, Bradley. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us today. Excited to be here. So tell me a little bit about how big of a step the event in Spokane is on the road to the Olympics. Okay, so this is the second step on the road to the Olympics, and the skaters previously came from their smaller competitions now to regionals, or to sectionals, excuse me, they came from regionals to sectionals, and moving on from sectionals, they go to nationals, and nationals is going to be really interesting this year. This this is, I, in my opinion, one of the first years in a, in a period of time where we really haven't known who the big names are going to be, and I think that's forcing a lot of skaters to be a lot better than they normally would be, and I am really impressed with the skating that we're seeing this year, and I think the Olympics is just going to be fantastic. I think Team USA stands a really good chance. We've got Nathan Chen going up, who's just a powerhouse right now in the sport. Everybody in the skating world knows who Nathan Chen is, and I mean, he, I, I highly would, I would be in total shock if he did not come away from the Olympics with a gold medal. Wow. Um, he's impressive he he's great i i think the the men are gonna it's gonna be a different situation for the the next man who goes um because we don't really know who that individual is going to be so there's a lot of competition coming out right now between adam Ripon, who is skating the best he's ever skated and i think if he continues to skate the way that he's skating and performs at the way he's been performing at nationals there's a really good chance he could make the olympic team uh i also think that this is kind of the first time in a while we don't know who the Paris team is going to be. And it, I mean, I've seen all of, I've seen three of the team USA Paris skater skate or maybe four, I believe. Um, I love Madison chalk and Evan Bates. They have historically 
been my favorite. Um, but again, there's some new life coming up. Uh, the Kinnearnans, the uh, Madison, Hubble, and Zach Donahue. Um, and the crowd favorite's always the Shibatanis. They're great. They are sibling pair and just wonderful. I, I will say, though, I'm sad to not see Marilyn Charlie compete this year. I love watching them skate. Well, it sounds like it will be a pretty good competition, a lot of exciting talent there. Absolutely. I think this Olympics is going to be one to watch. Bradley Warren, you're a former ice dancer, and you have experience covering the sport. He's a senior in journalism and media production in the WSU Murrow College of Communication. Thanks for joining us today, Bradley. My pleasure. Budget cuts in Pullman will affect the athletics department where the process begins to rein in a large deficit stemming from the Cougar Football Complex and Martin Stadium renovation projects. In the midst of that, WSU searches for a new athletic director to run the program. Aaron Clark has more on the story. Bill Moose had a plan to start breaking even in athletics by 2021, and that is starting this year. The Seattle Times reported this year's estimated deficit of the athletics department is going to be around $8.5 million. However, this may also be changing in years to come with recent talks of an indoor facility. USA Today reported that WSU head football coach Mike Leach is hoping to get an indoor facility in Pullman. This likely would not be possible without a lot of donations and fundraising efforts by the Cougar Athletic Fund. One thing to remember is that this debt was all acquired under ex-WSU president Elson Floyd. And now, in his first year, WSU President Kirk Schultz has been cutting back funding to athletics and refused to give a contract extension to Moose. Here's faculty athletics representative Nancy Swanner with more on the plan to turn things around. One, there is a plan in place to, to get uh, that debt reduced to zero and back to the black in a, in a very short period of time. And we are also making, have made some great progress there. Let me also be clear that you can't always just cut your way out of debt. At some point, you have to grow your way out of debt. With a fire, must come a hire. And there has been a committee formed to make one for a new athletic director at WSU. Swanner is also part of the committee that was assigned with helping choose a new athletic director. Here she is with more on the decision process. What I do know is based on conversations um, that the search firm has had with various people or the calls that the president uh, has taken, we will have a quality pool. There are a lot of people who are very interested in this job. We're, we're in a good spot. For the time being, President Schultz has named Senior Associate Director of Athletics John Johnson as the Interim Athletic Director. As of now, there is no date set for when the committee is expected to make a selection on the new athletic director. In Pullman, I'm Aaron Clark. WSU football and drama go hand in hand. In the last few days, the team's top two wide receivers, Isaiah Johnson Mack and Tavares Martin Jr., left the team, throwing a wrench in head coach Mike Leach's Holiday Bowl preparations. Leach himself nearly left for Tennessee two weeks ago, on a wild Thursday for all involved in Pullman, Los Angeles, and Knoxville, Tennessee. Doug Taylor has more. Three minutes after midnight on December 1st, Alaska Airlines Flight 2158 landed 12 minutes early at Pullman-Moscow Regional Airport. As the Bombardier Q400's propellers stopped, Zach Anders and Dylan Haw, two reporters for KoogFan.com, a blog covering WSU sports, waited outside the exit turnstiles for the arrival of the plane's most important cargo, Cougar football head coach Mike Leach, who looked headed to the University of Tennessee to coach the volunteers. One of the reporters, Anders, spent weeks preparing for the possibility. 
we need to be ready if we hear about this or that or there's moving vans outside his house that we got to be the first guys there, right? So when um, our editors called, and I don't know how they found out that he was going to be on that flight or that somebody had told them that he was on that flight was when we were like, all right, let's get ready to go. Waiting in the cold, Anders and Haw spoke briefly with Leach, who deflected their questions about his reportedly almost certain departure to Knoxville. Though Leach's words didn't communicate much, Haw, who covers the football and men's basketball beats for Coug fan, thought his body language said it all. That is, until a few hours later. It seemed like this might be a done deal, you know, and then the crazy stuff happened with, ended up coming out that Fulmer was sabotaging the whole. Fulmer is former Tennessee head coach Philip Fulmer, who reportedly worked behind the scenes to torpedo the deal. It worked. A few hours after the encounter at the airport, Tennessee's athletic director John Curry, who attempted to hire Leach, lost his job. Fulmer took his place and went in another direction. The twisting and turning college coaching carousel left Leach in Pullman, for now. For Haw and everyone involved, it was a wild 24 hours. It, it's just kind of a wild story to just be even just remotely attached to. Leach and his team now prepare for a Holiday Bowl matchup in San Diego December 28th against the Michigan State Spartans. In Pullman, I'm Doug Taylor. That was Neckbreaker from the album New Ways to Destroy Music by Daniel Bautista. Use with a Creative Commons attribution. Share alike 3.0 unported license. For Comjor 350 from Pullman, Washington, I'm Aaron Clark.